I don't know whether you can hear me or not. Maybe some of what I'm saying will echo through. episode I've done in two months. <laughs> I don't think I told you that, Mark. All right, all right. But um, I started this, and then I was, for a little bit, I was going every week, and then I took a break. And so there's a lot of reasons, and um, I'm going to share in another, yeah, the next time I have a, I'm going to do a podcast on friendship, Christian friendship, mm. and how that played a role, and kind of like during that time of how God used that, but essentially there was just some sin in my life that I had unconfessed. Like I didn't, I hadn't told my friends or God or, um, and I, um, yeah, I mean, I was just a hypocrite. And so, um, during that time I asked my friends like to pray for me. Like I just, I needed their prayers and, um, and I, I prayed in Psalm 51 that God would give me the joy of my salvation again, restoring me the joy of um, my salvation and um, yeah God did that I went through Psalm 51 God to see like my sin for what it is and um, I can't describe like how good that's been um, and that's a lot of reason why I mean I it's yeah just to take that break and um, but I'll, I mean I don't want to go on a tangent <laughs> he's he's gracious and merciful isn't he yeah 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 and it's cool to think about that and we heard testimonies recently and that's like the foundation of who God is and we just have to keep coming back to that and even though I'm a sinful person and um that God is gracious and merciful and I think I just see like it's been helpful now that like when I'm looking at this podcast and going back and starting probably not as frequent that I don't see myself as like some Christian hero but someone who's like sick and like I need a doctor to save me and um i think that's been good that i don't have it all together and um yeah i like the saying that says um, i'm a beggar one, you know yeah. one beggar showing another beggar yeah where they found bread right yeah that, that's the truth of the yeah. gospel is that you know we, we don't speak from mount sinai we we speak as people who have been uh, born again people yeah. who have been forgiven and huh. saved and and so we're just telling that to others because, and, and that's, if you look back at the New Testament, that's what Paul did, right? Yeah, yeah. I told his story, right? Here's what happened to me in Damascus Road. And that's what we say. Here's what happened to me in, in my case, California, right? Yeah, yeah. And whatever, where we got saved and whatever, however God touched us. Huh. And we're just sharing that with others. That's, yeah, that's good news. Um, yeah, so I got Mark Street Matter with me. Um, we're talking about evangelism today is a huge topic. And um, we're just hoping to give you some quick points and more just talk about it discussion our relationship with the topic and um yeah so mark um who are you um what do you do and um he was sharing also about raspberries recently before while we were mic testing and why do you like raspberries so much i don't know but i love raspberries so <laughs> for all those listening out there if you want to give me a gift it's, it should have raspberry in it there you go yeah <laughs> i love all things raspberry yeah so a little bit about me i've uh obviously been pastoring uh, mm-hmm. obstetrics church for um around 20 years wow yeah i'm both ministering a little more than that and elder a little bit less than that yeah 
and uh, I work for an insurance company, have for 32 years yeah. uh, in technology and stuff. I have uh, three children, yeah. uh, young adults, so, uh, and, and, and this topic is, is near and dear to me from the moment I was saved. Um, God has laid on my heart hmm. uh, a, a longing and a hurt for the lost, so yeah. it's, a, it's a great topic. Appreciate the hmm. opportunity to visit about it with you. So Yeah. It is. I mean, you're probably the most um, official person I've had on the podcast. Most of them have been, um, you know, it started off with my family and um, more friends and um, some other people. But so, yeah, I appreciate you giving some time and um, wisdom. To begin, I think when uh, people look at this topic, there's can be some like dread there. You know, it's like, oh, think about all the things that I'm not doing and like how do i how do i even approach this and i think it can be tough um and for me like when i really became exposed to evangelism it was like firsthand and that's what really gave me the fire for like before that i didn't really you know it's like something like oh i don't really it's like it's like optional kind of um and just on campus I, I like had someone come and um, I he, he like knocked on my door freshman year. He's like, hey, we're doing a basketball tournament. You want to join? And it's like, no, I don't play, but my roommate does. And I saw him around a lot. He spent a lot of time with my the other guys on my floor, and he played video games with them. And he just started to connect, and I started talking to him. He's like, yeah, I work for campus ministry, and he um, started to do it. A study with these guys on like what is Christianity and a lot of these guys were just very um, very opposed to you know they would have nothing to do with um, religion but it's like because this guy came to them and um, they started doing it it was just cool for me to experience that and I was like I want to learn more and so um, and I don't think I'm an expert but um, I do think like you said there's like in your heart, like there's something like deep there um, that, you know, all Christians um, have when you're exposed to it. Because it's like seeing a new Christian is like really cool thing, right? Um, it, it can be really encouraging. So, um, yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, the, the, the heart desire to share the gospel mm-hmm. is often, as you mentioned, mentioned a minute ago thwarted yeah. by kind of our fear of how it's going to go and so yeah. that's kind of that tension that occurs many many of us as christians desire yeah to share it but then we we can't figure out how to or we're afraid to we're intimidated because yeah. american culture yeah has built a little bit of a an intimidation by we don't talk about religion mm-hmm. and you shouldn't push your religion on people etc and that has created uh, especially in America, a mm. little tension. And you'll notice that if you're going to mission field, mm-hmm. if you're going to short-term mission, it feels freer, right? Yeah. But most people get there and are like, oh, I talked to more people about Christ in three days than yeah. I did. It's because in our culture here, there's a little bit of tension. And, and so learning how to break through that, right? Learn, yeah. Learning like you, like a tremendous example of your mm-hmm. f- a friend there. And, and we're all wired different, right? For yeah. some of us, it might be that. For others, it might be yeah. uh, through just, you know, relationships yep. whatever we all we all connected a little bit differently yep. but but we are all commanded yep. to go and preach the gospel and and to share it with others we you know i love christ's simple words you're the salt of the earth you're the yep. light of the world yep. 
period. He, he's not here. That's how the world's going to get lit up, yeah. and that's how it's going to get salted, is by us going out and telling it and mm-hmm. sharing it and living it. So, um, you know, again, that's not to be a guilt trip. That's yeah. to be a that's just truth, right? We, and so that's our calling as Christians is to is to be witnesses for Christ. Yeah, and like you said, there's not one like Jesus didn't say here's how you share the gospel. He said, here's the gospel. Yeah. And then, so it doesn't matter what method you use. There's a, a million methods. I've seen lots of different things. And yeah. I mean, it could be, like I've heard like um, someone say like, he, he like goes on his runs and then he like asks to pray for people. And then he's like, have you heard the best news in the world? And he just goes straight out the gates. And then, you know, there's relationships you can form and um, just asking intentional questions and, um, street evangelism. I mean, there's tons of methods, tons of tools even. Yep, right. I mean, there's um, so many diagrams you could draw, so many illustrations, and that's the beauty of it. I'm glad there isn't a rule on how to do it because you can you can kind of be free and creative with that, and it's not as a burden as it is like a more of a delight. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and what I like to say is we all have different personalities, and the people we're talking to yep. all have different personalities. And so if, if you only use one style, you'd only reach one style of people. Yeah. Right? And, so, and, it's, and it's just not right. So to, to, to me, it's who am I and how can I best relate mm. to people? And then what do I have to do to, to push past my fears? Because what I've learned yeah. is almost everybody yeah. has a fear of it. Even the best evangelist, yeah. there's a little tremor there so so thinking that well i'm just going to become a natural well there's a few of those out there sure but most of us have to push through it and and be a little more deliberate and and plan and think about how we're gonna you know love on somebody how we're gonna engage them and whatever you know best approach works for us so so i think that's one another key that i i have found and that you know god just even recently continues to lay Mm. on my heart uh and i've shared about this over the pulpit a couple times recently you know, Christ looks over Jerusalem, or I mean, I mean, sorry, so his disciples, and he looks over and he says, "You say that you see these fields, and you say they're white to mm-hmm. harvest." Um, in four months, he says, "I say they're white now." And then he said, and then he doesn't say, "Go into the harvest." Yeah. He actually says, "Pray." Yeah. And so, to me, a big part of evangelism, and especially if you look back historically, mm-hmm. many people who were really effective at sharing the gospel. We're also very intentional in praying yeah. and and just praying for people and praying for opportunities and just, you know, that, that spiritual mind and that pleading with God to open doors and shut doors, I think is a big part of, mm. of evangelism that, that I personally, and I've seen multiple others neglect, right? We, yeah. we kind of go right to the doing, which is not bad, mm-hmm. but it's the Lord's harvest, right? Yeah. And so... Praying that he will send others and send us to, yeah. to, to the harvest. No, I think that's so key. I mean, I just think recently in my life too of like there was, I, like evangelism is something I'd say it, a lot of it is a lifestyle um, that like you just get in this rhythm and I was out of that rhythm for a little bit um, and like I'm still not like fully in a lifestyle evangelism. I was at evangelism, but. I started praying again about that, you know, exactly. It's like, hey, like opportunities, mm-hmm. God saved my friends, stuff like that, you know. And um, just like 
things, really small things happen. And it's like, it is true. It's like God wants to do that. <laughs> he like wants us to ask him and because it really shows how big he is and how small we are when we ask him those things. And even small things, I mean, asking that you would have a conversation or um, that his grace and boldness. I mean, I, a lot of, it, it is hard, but if it wasn't hard, we wouldn't have to rely on God um, mm-hmm. to do it. And mm-hmm. that's why it probably is good that we look at it and we're like, oh, like, um, so. Yeah, I think another thing is, you know, again, lots of different styles. So I'm not saying this is a definite, but serving or helping someone often opens the door mm-hmm. it, you know you know it, so so it's not a definite right you can do it other ways but many times yeah. if you're feeding someone in a soup kitchen they're more interested in what you have to say yeah <laughs> if you're helping someone with a task yeah and so a lot of times pouring yourselves into and finding service ministries yeah and then during in that service ministry sharing the gospel and engaging people it, it is a big part because because people are just in a different spot yeah. when you go to help them, right? They're, yeah. they're just they're immediately going to listen better because you're caring for a need or you're helping their child. It doesn't have to be necessarily like Christian ministry. I'm not saying sure. that. It, it can be just helping out at school yeah. or tutoring somebody, or, right? Yeah. Help putting yourself in a position where you're serving or helping someone in some way, shape, or form creates a natural mm. dynamic, right? It creates a natural kind of better platform i guess is what i'll say yeah where people can listen or will mm. listen more yeah no that's definitely true i mean uh, i'm sure you have a lot of examples in your life too um i'm not gonna ask you to share one. if you wanted to you could but i definitely think it is um it's the pattern i mean jesus had that he laid his life down and through yep. that we respond in the same way yep. that when we demonstrate the gospel and supplement to sharing the gospel it's like how will people here if it's if people aren't there you know and if people don't speak on it and uh, i was trying to quote romans 10 but (laughs) it wasn't going well um (laughs) but yeah you know that is um a big part to it you know jesus he fed people he healed people that's right right. yep and that often opened up the the door to and and so again when when people when there's a need and we fill it and you know just as a minister we see it during funerals you come along somebody they've lost someone and and you're having a funeral for them. You're you're feeding them a meal, and and it opens their heart, right? Because yeah. they're like, "Wow, this person didn't have to do that for me." Yeah. And they're more prone to listen and hear um, what you have to say. So just yeah. uh, it, it, when I was single, uh, I, I did a lot with homeless, and, yeah. and and when you help them, all of a sudden they see you differently, right? Yeah. And they want to listen, and they mm. want to hear what you have to say, and. Uh, so just, I think, finding a physical um, way to serve somebody helps, right? Yeah. And I think it's a, a consistent pattern throughout Scripture and yeah. and uh, I think is effective. Yeah. No, and the next question I was going to ask is, like, what are good principles in evangelism? And I, I, in summary of that, I would say a good principle in evangelism is people, not projects. They realize that there, there's a human being, a soul, a, and like you said, individual that is distinct, made in the image of God, 
and I've done this so much of treating people like projects mm -hmm. and not people as people mm -hmm. made in the image of God and um, just like when you do that when you treat someone as your friend just to be in their presence not to get anything out of them um, but wanting the best for them I mean um, it definitely um, makes it genuine um, and not saying that it's if you have this like project mindset like God still uses that I mean like Philippians it's like <laughs> God works through anything. It's like even um, our messed up motivations. Yeah, he does. Yeah. But I will say that it is pretty um, good for having effective evangelism is to look at the person. But. Yep, see him as someone created in God's image who, who, like you, needs loved. Right? Yeah. We need love. We have needs. And, and whatever that's going on in their life, they need to be loved, accepted, and, and cared for. And part of that sharing the gospel right helping yeah. them see the spiritual dimension of life yeah absolutely oh. um so if someone walked up on the street and was like hey um like how do I how do I know Jesus or like not even that but like just like someone you know like mm -hmm. what what are some ways that you mm -hmm. share your faith I guess yeah. well most people whether they call it sin or not yeah know something's broke uh huh. They they do, and so I often lead with forgiveness, right? And sometimes I say it this way: Wouldn't it be great if you could be forgiven of everything? Wouldn't it be great if there was a God in heaven? Yeah. Who loves you so much that He'd look over all your sins, look past them, and and very few people go, "No, that'd be terrible," right? <laughs> right? Yeah, no. And then you say, and then you, and then as you that dialogue continues, well, that's what the Bible actually teaches. Uh -huh. The Bible teaches that God loves you so much that He sent His Son to take your sin, to take, to forgive you. Huh. And and because because what what I think's happened is media, sitcom shows uh -huh. have painted God out to be what either distant. Or angry, right? Yeah. And and of course he's neither. Mm. <laughs> he's loving and yeah. he is just. But so just leading with that picture of God wanting to forgive them and inviting him into that um, thought with yeah. um, forgiveness and mercy. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That is cool. Yeah. I bet everyone's like jumps on that. It's like, yeah, I'd love to be. Well, we all want to, right? <laughs> yeah. We all we all are intrigued by exactly. that at the very least. And so it it, it, it it starts you with a, a, a conversation that most people are in, you know, because you're going to get to tougher topics, right? You're going yeah. to get to harder topics yeah. about, well, well, how do I know the Bible's true, right? A lot yeah. of people get you there in America, and you're going to get there, but instead of starting with a hard topic, yeah, start with something that most most people want, right? Yeah. I, I want to be free. I recognize I got some things broken in my life, and I need mm -hmm. some help, and, and you know, just... Uh, talking people through that to start yeah. with. Yeah. And it's like people all are at different places. Some people have, you know, been around the Christian faith. That's right. And are lukewarm. Yeah. Or some people are, um, haven't even heard about Jesus or they don't know what the Bible is. Yeah. And there's a huge variety. And I guess like another principle that's been helpful for me is that the gospel is like, a to B, not A to Z, meaning that we don't have to take someone from 
like knowing creation to, you know, the whole gospel story to saying like, here's your faith in Jesus, like sharing that. You don't have to do that all at once. Yeah. And I think just a good goal is like take someone from knowing one part, like for example, it's like, who is man? And then just like sitting and dwelling there until they're at B, you don't have to take them through the whole thing. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think of the scriptures. Jesus said, "Some, some plant, mm-hmm. some water." Right. So sometimes we're not even a picture, though. Right. We're just yeah. a piece of it. And I like to say we're moving. Our job is to move them closer. Yeah. To Christ and to truth, and 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 we may we may have that whole area. Right? We may spend a whole bunch of time with them and move yeah. them all the way. That sometimes God calls us that. Sometimes He just calls us to plant a seed that He's going to bring somebody else into water. And for sure, most people need multiple conversations, right? Yeah. So even if you're going to be the one that God uses the whole process, you're probably not going to cover all that in one yeah. ground. So better to teach some truth and draw them closer to, to you know, help them understand, like you said, one aspect of it. So. Yeah. And I think that's really cool, especially because it highlights how that can be done in community. And that just removes a lot of jealousy yeah. and, like... Um, envy like towards like oh dude this person is like he's the ultimate like you know he's has all these disciples and but really it's like nah maybe i spent like a year with this person and um you know it's like they know a little bit more but not much and and then all of a sudden someone else comes by them and helps them and i think that really can be good when you look at it from that mindset of like all right and also this i guess to the another principle would be that we can be faithful, um, to be faithful, but not fruitful. The fruit isn't our part, you know? Yeah. It's like, that's God's part. And so we can do what we can, um, but the fruit is up to God, you know? So, yeah. Um, it's, it's true. And, 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 you know, sometimes we're going to share the gospel and we're going to get a very negative response. Yep. And, and it's good to examine, was I faithful? Did I do it kindly and gently? But if the answer is yes, 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 then their response is not my responsibility, right? Yeah. We can't, you know, did or didn't get saved, did did or didn't smile at me, or weren't happy with the message. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes we do that though. We we yeah. we basically. I remember we as do. a young Christian, I shared the gospel with a guy at work, and he just, I mean, he just blasted me. And, yeah. And that was hard at first, but I had to eventually process to go, was I kind? Was I judgmental? And and if not, then then the response was his responsibility, yeah. not mine. But essentially, like there's this line of pain that you have to cross in a relationship when you want to make um, like an impact, like make some progress. And it's like once you step over that in Christianity, there's there's either going to be hunger or hostility, mm-hmm. and both ways you are faithful. And like crossing that pain line and just getting over that step. So, I mean, I think it, it is tough. Like, I, I think you look at that when you face hostility or you face um, just not someone, someone not receiving Christ, you're like, oh, okay, well, I failed. Yeah. But when you look at it, it's like, oh, like, I was faithful. There's almost a little bit of joy. Like, even then, like, that person got mad at you, you can be like, hey, like, yeah. Yeah. you know, kind of like, in Acts, when they like rejoice, they're kind of yeah. worthy to suffer, yeah. you know, yeah. like Jesus yeah. was. And, um, 
But, but I do think discouragement yeah. is a part of evangelism. Mm-hmm. And so just knowing that, you know, I think of people in some cases where I invested maybe even some years. Yeah. And then in the end, I'm like, I don't know if they even got saved. Yeah. I don't know where they're at. And and then and then you can almost go, and I wasted, but you can't do that, right? You got to yeah. say, no, no, was I... You know, it's good. It's fine to say, oh, you yeah. know, I made some mistakes. That's okay. It's okay to repent and make some changes. Yeah. But if I was faithful, you, you got to let go of it. And yeah. Go, you know what? That wasn't lost. I learned something from it. Hopefully, God did something with them and yeah. God will take it from there. Yeah. Oh, and that's that's a good word. I mean, it's like, for me, I definitely have a lot of regrets on both ways and from people that I've started into and like lost track or, or stuff like that. And um, I think, you, yeah, you can definitely look at that and see God's hand. Like I specifically remember a guy that I met at the end of one semester, got really close to him, spent a ton of time with him, you know, like did everything together. Um, you know, watched movies and hung out, fished. And then, um, uh, you know, I shared the gospel with him and he was really interested. He came to church. Um, and he's a really just great guy. He was my friend. And then, um, that summer I was I went away and I had his number and I think he changed phones or something and moved from Bloomington and I couldn't find him again and so that was just really tough for me um, but to know that it's like yeah we don't know the full picture um, but I think it's it's a cool dream to have a vision that like God is being he's doing what he needs to do he's faithful um, I he's he's the one that's being faithful and he's bringing the fruit that in heaven one day you you will run into these people of like hey man like thanks for sharing with my dad that worked with you because he became a Christian and then like I became a Christian and it's like we don't know the the depths of like what God can do and um, just using us as a tool yeah absolutely so. yeah yeah we don't we don't see the full picture yeah yeah I mean yeah so I mean thanks for sharing. Um, a little bit too of your story and how you face that. Um, do you have, um, I guess, any other principles you'd share to someone that's looking at this? It's like, hey, like I'm really interested in it. I'd love to do it. I'm just either, yeah. Yep. So a couple things. First, you know, some sometimes we turn into an argument, or sometimes we go down rabbit trails, uh-huh. right? And and even if we don't mean to go down rabbit trails. A lot of times the person we're talking to wants to go down rabbit trails. It's so true. <laughs> and so sometimes you got to chase it. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. they want to talk about it. But I'm just telling you, you got to be careful or you'll chase yeah. a hundred of those rabbit trails, right? Yeah. And so trying to always bring people back to the main event, right? You know, I think of a person I talked to one time and, and they were really getting convicted and finally she said to me, you can't tell me my grandma's not going to heaven. Mm-hmm. Well, her grandma had nothing to do with our conversation, yeah. right? That's a rabbit trail. Yeah. And so I just helped her see that God is going to take care of your grandma and, and work in her life. Yeah. We're here now talking, right? Yeah. <laughs> you and I. So people will divert and try and go down either philosophical rabbit trails or, right? Yeah. Or things, unanswerable questions. Yeah. And we just got to be careful to try and, you know, steer them back to 
truth. Now you gotta be a little careful. Like I said, you got you gotta sometimes gotta try to answer. Yeah. The other thing is not to you know, don't fake it, right? Mm-hmm. If you don't know an answer, you're confused about something, mm-hmm. just say, Well, I don't know that. That's a tough question. Yeah. I'm not so sure about that. Let me mm-hmm. do a little research or let me go get my friend to talk or you know, just that, that's the other part is just yeah. the integrity to say, I, I know that God mm-hmm. changed me and that he loves me. Mm-hmm. And and I know he loves you. And don't don't go I'm not saying don't go beyond that, but be careful sure. that we're not uh, yeah. t- trying to be the answer man yep. or trying to go down rabbit trails. I think that's a principle in evangelism <laughs> is that we keep it, you know, as much as we can to the basics that's, of the yeah. gospel. So. Yeah, that, that is cool. Um, no, I just started thinking about a time when I was with someone and we were having a spiritual conversation with someone and like they ask a question kind of like a rabbit trail and, and then like he starts to answer it and like, totally did not know what he was talking about and yeah. like he just shared something and it's like that is totally wrong yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i was like i just is like hey i don't know i tried to bring it back but like i think that is you have to be discerning because sometimes it's a real stick you know i'll give an example of one that's that's big in some people's life that have been around christian mm-hmm. and that's hypocrisy yeah. right i don't become a christian because christians are hypocrite well that's that's not easy to answer yeah but for some people you aren't moving until you've worked that question a little bit with them, right? Helped yeah. them see, you know, how to get around that question because it's so big. So sometimes a question can be so big in front of somebody that they can't, you know, something really bad's happened in their family. Yeah. And they say, how can a good God allow evil? What's well, a big question and you want to dodge it. But in that case, yeah, you might not be able to yeah. because they got to work through it. So, don't get on rabbit trails. Sometimes you have to. Sometimes you yeah. have to address those weighty issues because that's where they're at, and and it's kind of tied into their belief or their ability or inability to believe. Yeah, and I mean it is. I mean it's growing to do that. Have to like look into it. It's challenging your own faith, and yeah. Do you have any other uh, principles you would give to people or uh, words of advice or just you know back to finding your own way to do it. I mean, Christ sent his disciples out two by two. And so there is something to partnership. Yeah. And so I'll use a couple examples. Whether it's where I'm at now as a pastor, having other ministers standing side by side with me, right? So it's not all on me. That's incredible. Or I'm all the way back to... Uh, 30 years ago, uh, when I was first saved, and, yeah. and I helped run the Bible distribution. Yeah, Us going out and handing out Bibles together as a team, tremendous. Yeah, now, This doesn't mean it always went as a team, but having a partner in that ministry yeah. that, that could pray for us, that could keep us accountable, that could... There's, there's something special about two-by-two. Two. And so yeah. my point is, is not don't be afraid to mm. have a partner... In your evangelism, again, not that every conversation is two of you, because often there's a there's, there's yeah. a reason to be one on one. Yeah. But having someone else alongside you in that ministry, again, I think it's biblical. I think yeah. Christ did it for a reason. Yeah. And I think it's helpful. Yeah. For us as Christians too, to have somebody else that's helping us uh, in, in the effort we're doing, right? Whether it's whether it's handing out Bibles, whether it's feed the hungry, yeah. Whether it's preaching in a pulpit. Or whether it's you know trying to reach out to some people on campus or yeah. whatever, just there's, there's something to the yeah. partnership that I think is is powerful or helpful. Yeah, 
No, that I think that's something you don't really hear a lot when you, people talk about evangelism. That's not really a point people bring out. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. oh, Jesus said go up, you know, two by two. But there is a lot of power in it. I mean, like, there's times when I've done stuff like more is like, you know, the one man show or whatever, yeah. and um, doesn't go so. You know, it's like you're only you're so limited, and I think when you're able to bring someone into it, like, it's just there. It, there is something special about it. Like I just think of times when some other person was able to share their testimony with them or I was too afraid to ask a question or um, they just were a, like, I think of my roommates sometimes are just being available and saying like, hey, let, let's have people over at our house this week. Um, like invite, you know, our friends, you know, people that aren't Christians and, um, and like, you know, the, like it's together and um, not like a, a one man show. Um, yeah. I think it has a number of things, and it's, you know, it's just philosophical. So who knows if it's true? But, <laughs> but first off, we all are different, and so yeah. that person brings another perspective to the person you're working with. Second, yeah. it creates community immediately. Yeah, where when it's one on one, it can sometimes be a debate or a I'm preaching and talking. The minute there's a third person or more, what well, it's it's also in a group, right? There's a community, and so yeah. it creates a little bit different atmosphere. I think in evangelism, the minute you, that, and that's why I think as, as, as early as we can, bringing them into a Bible study or bringing them into yeah. church starts to create that community, right? Yeah. And starts to help them uh, feel a part of, you know, what, what God ultimately calls the body of Christ, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, and, and so I, I think that's part of why you send them out two by two. Yeah. Huh. That is cool. I'm, I'm glad we talked about that. That's, it's an interesting thing to think about. Um, and yeah, you said, you said that when, they get around like multiple Christians. It's like there's some really cool things that happen, mm-hmm. and that only happens when like Christians put themselves within proximity of non-Christians. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I w- would say f- this is something for myself. That reason for a while that I just wasn't having spiritual conversations. Part of it was like I just didn't have any non-Christian friends, and um, and I think a lot of if you if you're a godly person with high character and you also are within proximity, like those things are going to start coming up. Like there'll be questions and it, it's a matter of a lot of it just getting around. And it's like what Jesus said, like to be the salt and light of the earth. And it's like, that has to happen. Like for salt, the work to be around the decaying world, it has to be exposed to that, the rotten flesh, the decaying, um, meat and stuff. And so, um, yeah, I don't know. That's more of a word to my um, younger self, I guess. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, helpful. Um, okay, so to finish up a little bit, how do I overcome fear? You know, fear is a, a pretty big thing in evangelism. I think oh, um, it's one of the first things you encounter. <laughs> Maybe we should have talked about it first, but um, and after that we can kind of wrap it up and stuff. But yeah. Um, how do I not be scared? <laughs> yeah. So I think there's always a level of fear. So I don't think we ever, Yeah. even some of the best evangelists I've talked to, there's still a little bit of a tension. So I think just the expectation that that's going to be real. But second, uh, I think starting with prayer. So you're asking God for the direction and for the softening of the heart helps. And, and then, you know, the third is you got to do something, right? And so... It's kind of like, instead of trying to, you know, figure everything all out, 
go get involved in some service. As you said, proximity yourself to some non-Christians. Right? Yeah. Put, put yourself in a place. God will bring the opportunities. But when you're a distance away thinking about it, it's you know it seems fearful. Yeah. Well, the closer up you get, and all of a sudden I get to know you, and you're my friend, I'll be more able to talk about the gospel with you. It'll seem more natural than thinking about yeah. talking to that person over there, right? So just... I think part of it is instead of trying to get a finished product and have it all figured out, yeah, get out there and start to do right, yeah, and and, and figure out where okay, pray about it, ask God, this is where I think I should be. So then go there, right, and yeah. go to the soup kitchen or go out two by two on the campus, whatever it is, right. I'm not defining what it yeah. is. Figure out what it is, and and then do or I'm gonna do it at work, right? Okay, great. Then pray about yeah. it and figure out how you're gonna you know, but take some steps. Hmm. Um, versus um, kind of in froze mode, right? Or yeah. You, uh, yeah. Like, well, yeah. And when you start to do that, you realize people are really interested about these things. Like people want to know. No one's brave enough to bring up those topics of life and death, but um, the meaning of life, but people are really, they do want to talk about it, you know? Yeah. And so I think there is a, a healthy bit of understanding. It's like, this is stuff people want to know and... Um, yeah, it's, 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 this is really good. Thanks for sharing that about fear. I think that was, that was helpful for me. Um, I guess, do you have anything else you would like to share? Any last minute? I don't think so. I just uh, enjoyed the conversation. Great, great topic. Huge issue in uh, Christianity. Yeah. That the inability of most of us as Christians to effectively share the gospel uh, is has been one of the downfalls of the church. And when it's done, it's been one of the great things. It affects what you said earlier, I yeah. really caught, and that is most of us have all these fears. When we actually do it, I personally have had very few negative interactions yeah. over my many years of being a Christian. I've had a few, not, I'm not saying, <laughs> right? There's been a few. Yeah. But most people are receptive. Most people yeah. will listen. Most people are interested in what's going on. If you're sincere, right? Yeah. And, and you're sharing it from your heart. Yeah. Hmm. I guess the takeaway for people um, would just be like Mark said, one of the first things is to pray. Just ask God that um, he would bring people in your life that um, you would be able to share the gospel with, that he would save people, that he would send out laborers in the harvest. And I mean, I remember going into my dad's office as a kid and he had a big sign that said, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Um, you know, I, that's, I think that's all. I don't think it finished out the first. But anyways, yep. I just remember that. It just stuck with me. And he's, a, he's like a farmer. So it's like, that's the name of the game, Harvest. <laughs> you know, it's, it's approaching now. And I'm sure uh, my dad is sweating about it right now. <laughs> but at the end of every episode, we say, and that's how you trust God, bro. So I'm going to count us down and we can say it. Together. Yeah. Is that okay. okay? Yeah. And that's, that's how you trust God, God bro. bro.